it pains me to say this, but LeBron James is officially washed. <laughs> You're an idiot, dude. Welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is part two of our show for the evening. If you're following along with us on YouTube, thank you so much. Over at Sports Buffoons is our search there. Uh, those of you on Spotify, thank you as well. Um, so how are you guys doing? Tanner D and Jason JG. I'm good, man. Good. Yeah, I was doing pretty good until the Royals started losing. Well, that's all they do. Not anymore. So that's, <laughs> that's all they do. You know, it's, it's frustrating whenever you go into a season and, you know, you, you already have, you know, you have expectations for a fun year. You're going to lose some. You're going to win some. But, like, when you go on these long declines and just you plummet all the way down to the core of the earth, like, that's not a fun time to be hanging no, out. No. Yeah. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think, Tanner? No, it's just very disappointing. That's all I'm going to say right now. You've been watching I mean, the Royals lately? I have been, actually. I went back. Uh, I missed the last five games, so I went back and watched the last five games thanks to my MLB TV uh, Subscription for T-Mobile. Yeah, those are hard five games. Yeah, it's I'm gonna not, be honest. Not, I can't believe you go back and rewatch them. I wanted to see. I wanted to see, like exactly what was going on. They suck. I mean, that's really all that's going <laughs> on at this point. I mean, if you want to really know, we could dig in this in a minute. Actually, let's talk about something more positive for a second, yeah, guys. Let's talk we'll positive. talk Royals here in a let's few minutes. So let's first. let's discuss the good news first. The good news is, you guys, we're all sipping on some Tomahawk Brewing craft beer over here at the IPA. Um, now, Jason, you had this on the last show, so still a good review? Yeah, it's this is amazing for me to say this. This is one of the best IPAs I've ever had in my life because really? I'm not an IPA guy at all, mm-hmm. so I'm very picky yeah. when it comes to IPAs, but yeah, go Tomahawk Brewing Company. Tomahawk Show Brewing me what you're working with. We, we, Tanner and I started brewing beer together about it was three and a half, four years ago, something like that. Some of that range. Um, back in 2017 is actually when we began. So that been four years ago, yes. Wow. Um, got a brewing kit and just kind of began from there, added on to our arsenal of different uh, items, I guess you could call it. And from there, like, we, we've screwed up a lot. Like, we had a lot of bad batches in the beginning. And we would learn a little bit each time. And then over time, we kind of got to where I feel like now... We can go in there. We know what we're doing. Like, we don't yeah. need to sit there and analyze everything about it. Like, we know the gist of what we need to be working on and what the, what the main focus is. Like, the first beer we ever made, the problem was uh, we ended up putting the yeast in at 88 degrees. And I'll never forget it. It was 88 degrees when I pitched the yeast. I'm thinking, oh, it's under 100. That's no big deal. No, that, that yeast freaked out. I mean, that thing was, was going crazy. Like, it was not, ended up not being a good beer in the end. Um, the, the idea of the beer was good. It was like an orange IPA. Correct. Like a little bit of orange in there. Um, but, yeah, the yeast ended up making the beer pretty rough to get down over time. But I made a beer about one year ago that turned out really good. This one was brewed with mango and pineapple. Um, and so the, which was a little bit stronger on that, but, you know, I'm happy with this. But the main reason I want to bring that up, you guys, is because Tomahawk Brewing Company finally made a comeback after taking a lot of time off in the brewing world. And uh, Tom Brewing coming back like this reminds me a lot of the fact we now have one Tim Tebow back in the NFL playing once again, and not quarterback. He's now a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, now, Trevor Lawrence is obviously going to be the starting quarterback day one in Jacksonville. Uh, but I think that, you know, Tebow, we, we might see some tomfoolery going around because you know who else is in Jacksonville, right, Tanner? Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Urban Meyer is in Jacksonville. So, Former Florida Gators head coach while Tim Tebow was there. Um, I'm excited about it. What do you guys think of Tebow back in the league? I mean, do you think he stays? Do you think he actually makes the team? I, th- I think he is going to make the team because I think okay. this is one of those scenarios that's, like, too good to be true. I mean, I know they brought him in as, as a tight end, but let's be honest here. I mean, if, if there's an injury or something like that or if their starter starts playing like shit, uh, all of a sudden, you're going to have Tebow in there as a starter, and it's going to be Tebow time all Te- over Tebow again. Tebow Mania Part 2, right? Yeah. That's what it is. So uh, the interesting with uh, Tebow is, you know, his he left the NFL, went to the Mets, uh, tried to do baseball for the last three years, uh, finally gave it up because he wasn't that good. He did hit some bombs, but he wasn't that good. Um, and now he's back to what he's good at, 
which is football. And so now he's here. He's going to have a way better chance of definitely making the team and a way better chance of getting playing time because he's good at football. He's built he is built like a tight end. Um, and I kind of we I think we always kind of thought that with him uh, when he came into the NFL. But I I don't know I. I think it's exciting. I think exciting kind of news for Jacksonville. It gives them a little hype. They had mustache, right, mania a couple years ago. He got injured last year, and then you got Tebow mania coming into play. Like, that's good. It's good for the city of Jacksonville to have some hope. Yeah, I mean, he's in there to sell tickets. I mean, there's no other reason why you would sign him. Uh, but for me, I mean, like, it's going to be like the Taysom Hill role, like Taysom Hill oh, and the Saints. I mean, they're going to have a few packages in there for him to play quarterback. But, dude, I, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I'm not going to be shocked if uh, their starter gets injured or plays like shit and they throw Tebow in there as a starter. I mean, it's not it's not going to blow my mind. I mean, that's that's why they brought him in there, just maybe as a backup quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I could see that happening without a doubt because, uh, you know, just it's going to be a team that's not going to be good this year. I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. They're not going to be productive. Um, I think that you're right. They did just bring him in to sell tickets and to put a name in there. Just like I think in a lot of ways, uh, whenever he was signed to the to baseball, I think that there was, you know, you put out there as a way at the time to sell tickets as well because of the name. Because it was, you know, seeing Tebow go from the NFL where he neglected to accept a role as a tight end in the NFL Correct. back then because he wanted to be a starting quarterback, or at least a quarterback anyways. And uh, he went to the Patriots for a moment, and they actually did use him a little bit as a you know, H back tight end type of a type of a guy. Back then, he wasn't meant for it. This was obviously you know seven years ago, I believe. So um, things have changed a little bit over time. I can see the Taysom Hill idea for sure, but as I mean, you're looking at a guy coming back to play football again, playing a tight end position where he's going to be asked to block, catch, you know, do all kinds of different things athletically. About to be 34 years old going into the season, and hasn't played in you know, like I said, seven years. Um, I think that's a lot to think about as far as the kind of rust that could happen, a guy playing a new position, and uh, the success rate of that, I just don't see that going over very well personally. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be some rust there to shake off. I mean, yeah. I, I hear a lot of noise out there about the fact that, you know, they, they think he's going to suck, he's going to play like shit, he's not even going to make the team. But let's not forget about the fact of that he did win a playoff game mm-hmm. for the Broncos in 2011. And I still maintain after all these years that the reason why he never got a job in six years is because when he left the NFL, like, and I think it was the Jets and then maybe the Patriots tried to sign him. I mean, that guy was a media circus everywhere he went. And so when you're a coach in the NFL, or if you're a teammate, one of his teammates, you don't want that media circus in the locker room. And so it's kind of ri- it's kind of a risk reward type thing. And so like, I compare it to like Ray Rice when Ray Rice was at the end of his career. Yeah. It's kind of like, do you really want that media circus in your locker room? I mean, Ray Rice was at the end of his career. He didn't have a whole lot left to give. So they, you know, he was out of the NFL. But as a uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, you had Ezekiel Elliott when he got into trouble. Well, he's got a lot more. He's got a lot more to give in his career. And so we're going to put up with Zeke because he, he's got a lot. He's got I'm going to challenge you on there. that, though, Jason, because you're talking about Ray Rice, who was on video punching a woman in an elevator, versus Ezekiel Elliott, who, you know, pulled a woman's, you know, under or whatever, pulled out her boob. And, you know, okay. So what's the difference? Like, well, I'm going to give you another example well, here. Similar. I'm going to give you another example here because there's another name that's floating around in the media right now. It's Colin Kaepernick. Yep. I was gonna and say so Kaepernick, yeah. Kaepernick, he never punched a woman like Ray Rice, but he was a media circus. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of linked Kaepernick and team Tim Tebow together because they were always like a media circus everywhere they went. And they, they always had a little bit of talent left. I mean, Let's be honest. I mean, Tim Tebow could have been a second-string quarterback this whole time. Colin Kaepernick, we all know, could have at least been a bottom-tier starter or a second-string quarterback this whole time. But why were they out of the NFL, both of those guys? Because they're a media circus, and coaches don't want to deal with that bullshit. So that's the reason why Tebow and Kaepernick 
have been out in the NFL this whole time is because you know there's that it's it, there's no risk reward there. Can can we just say yeah, that they aren't good QBs? Well, they're not. They're, neither neither that? one was good at quarterback. Like, why do they? they I mean, yeah, not, sure. Yeah, well, people want to play after you should go the first play of that overtime wild card game against the Congrats, uh, yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. So you see, his last two years, he was de- almost dead last in every statistic. And Kaepernick was why? garbage his last couple of years as well. Yeah, yeah. That's what's and so some right. teams figured him out. Why I mean, the guy was garbage. Why is this such a big drama? He's not coming back to play quarterback. He's coming back to play a different position because he's flexible enough to say, hey, well, I'm not going to be a quarterback, but I could contribute to a different the position. The drama's died down now. So I think Tebow coming back now is obviously not as big of a deal as it would have been if it was six years ago and you signed him as a quarterback. I think that's a different situation where people are going to be following around. And, you know, I don't, I don't really know where, that, where all of it came from as far as the Tebow drama and why it was such a thing where ESPN was on his ass 24-7, you know, watching where he was taking shits and stuff like that. Uh, that's amazing <laughs> because the guy was a great college quarterback, one of the best of all time, actually. Yeah. Uh, he got to the NFL, and actually we all knew this when he was drafted. He probably wasn't going to pan out in the NFL. Josh McDaniels at the time took a chance on him. They took a chance on the same draft class, Demarius Thomas, along with Tim Tebow uh, at the time. And so, yeah, you got one that worked out real well and one that didn't. So that's fine. But, like, what was Tebow? Why was he such a circus? And I think it has a lot to do just with the the infatuation ESPN and media had with him. They built it up on their own. Tebow's going out there, going to practice. Who cares? Running out there with his shirt off. Who cares? They built up this thing out of nowhere where a guy like Kaepernick brought the circus to himself. That's the difference is that Kaepernick goes out there and just plays it's not as much of a circus. It's a great athletic quarterback at the time when he was at his height of his career, but his circus obviously came about because of his political views on things. Right. So, but it doesn't matter if you bring the circus to yourself or if the media creates it. It's still a circus, no matter how you look at it. And so I agree with you that the Tebow circus has died down. It's had plenty of time to die down, and that's why he has a chance to get back into the NFL. But could you imagine if a team worked out Colin Kaepernick right now. That would be a circus. Colin Kaepernick right right now. That's that's kind of the thing that I'm looking at in previous Mm -hmm. years and why all these people out there in the media is like, oh, my gosh, why isn't Colin Kaepernick uh, at least a backup quarterback in the league? That's the reason, because they don't want the extra attention. If you're an NFL coach, you want to focus on your team, and you don't want the extra attention in there to just, like, create a media circus and, and a cancer, potentially a cancer in the locker room. Hey, keep in mind, Kaepernick's yeah. had offers to come back years ago. He did have offers from NFL teams to come back and play that he denied because the money wasn't there, and yet here he is crying and whining about not getting a job in the NFL. It's like, okay, you had an option there, but you didn't want to take it, and now everyone thinks the NFL has some problem or whatever. I don't know, but, I mean, you know, so you, you know what I'm saying. But Yeah, and I just want to be clear here. I mean, both of these guys are circus shows for two completely yes. different reasons. Yes. But okay? the circus is almost or was but, equal. But the circus is the exact same. Yeah. And so that's why, I mean, dude, you're never going to see Kaepernick ever no. again. Like, if you think he's ever going to get a job, no. I mean, you're fucking up a rope if you think that's going to happen. I, I, I'm seriously fucking up a rope just to think that, that Tim Tebow is back in the NFL. I'm not convinced that he's going to make the team, but if he does, I'm not going to be shocked. I mean, he's, he's not going to do anything. I'd like to watch. If he gets on the field for a snap, I would turn on that drag wire. Oh, fan. dude. How many, fucking, how many fucking tickets do you think they're going to sell? If he's, I mean, that's a small if market he's, team. If he's just on the team and plays, let's say, 20% of the snaps as a tight end, uh, I, would, I think it's going to sell listed. tickets just on that alone. It's You're going to see listed. Gator fans everywhere. And that's the there. whole point. That's Jacksonville. They don't yeah. sell any fucking tickets. So no. why wouldn't you bring them in there? Yeah. You'd be stupid not to. Sign Snoop Dogg. I mean, do whatever it takes to get guys to go. Oh, I bring the Snoop Dogg <laughs> in there. Only because <laughs> he's going to donate all of his fucking you know? Dogecoins to me. <laughs> I would sign Elon Musk, actually, to be my uh, coach. I think that would be a great uh, guy to mentor me on what to do with all my uh, cryptocurrency. Yes, yes, we got crypto We'll discuss that. I do have a question for you guys before you move on back to the bad news of the day which is the Kansas City Royals mm. Um, mm. so guys I was, I was thinking about this with Tim Tebow and there's been a lot of guys in the past of sports history that were gone from the sport and then came back I want to give you guys just a minute here to discuss maybe your favorite comeback player of all time who left the sport and then returned um, now, now Herschel Walker always wanted to come back mm-hmm. if you guys want to think about him um, you could go anywhere with this. Tanner, do you have one in mind? Left the sport and came back? Any sport, yeah. Any guy who was gone from the sport for, you know, three years, 
and came back to Man, play. I wasn't expecting that. Because there's, there's not a lot to pick from. You could say Tiger Woods if you wanted to. I mean, I was gonna just going to say Alex Smith because he was out okay. for two years. Absolutely. Alex Smith is a great option. Absolutely. Like, who, who else can take that crappy Washington football team to the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, Alex Smith could. So mm-hmm. like, his performance that's a, alone. That's is, a great comeback story. Absolutely. So I'd I, say Alex Smith. You know, I talked about, I don't want to steal your thunder, Jason. I don't know what you're going to say, but I think Michael Jordan returning back to basketball is an awesome one. Yeah. Even though he wasn't, you know, his old form at that point, he was still it was awesome to see him come back. Were you talking about the first comeback or the second comeback? I mean, the idiom. I mean, just, the fact he was gone, played baseball, and sucked at it, and then came back to basketball. Because I'm awesome. pretty sure the first time he came back, he resumed his form as Black right. Jesus. Right, right. He did. Okay. And this, then the, the he last pretty much back. was the same the second comeback, too, so you can pick either one. I don't care. The Wizards' comeback was a little uh, iffy. Uh, he still scored 50 points in a game as a 40-year-old, which will never That's happen again. So That is pretty awesome. I love the pick. I'm going to go with Bo Jackson. You guys know that I was going to throw this guy out there. Um, he didn't have the greatest comeback of all time, but he's one of my favorite baseball players of all time. And just the fact that he had that horrific injury in football with the Raiders and was able to make a comeback with the Chicago White Sox. I mean, his average wasn't that great, but he did hit a few home runs in those two comeback years. And the reason I picked Bo Jackson is because, in my mind, he will always be the greatest overall athlete that I've ever seen with my own two eyes. I mean, a two-sport athlete. And uh, Bo Jackson is just, I mean, he was my hero growing up. And, again, I think he's the greatest athlete of all time that I've ever seen. I like that pick. Yeah, mine is actually a guy who never really missed a season, which is kind of cheating, I know. Um, but I got to go Brett Favre because of all the different times he retired. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, Brett Favre retired. Uh, we talked about this earlier. We were. Does he still hold the record for most, most interceptions ever thrown? Yeah, he yeah, probably he will. He probably will hold that forever, actually, yeah. because He's touchdown the touchdown rate will always keep going up and up and up over time. Where yeah. interception rate in NFL standards now goes down, down, down. I mean, so let me so, just qualify your opinion here before you continue. Like he sucks. But he's also a big dick gunslinger. He was a three-time that's why MVP, we bring him up on the show. JG. He was a three-time MVP. <laughs> three-time NFL MVP. So that's that's the big you thing. You just said Brett Favre sucks. He sucks. He, he owns the record for most interceptions in his career. Uh, well, he, he didn't suck because he also had the most touchdowns all time, too, at right. one point before it was passed by Peyton Manning. All right, and Tom right, right quick. Is he better than Aaron Rodgers or is he worse than Aaron Rodgers? If I had to have one guy to have one game, I'll take Brett Favre. Yeah, I'd probably take Favre over Rodgers. Wow. No I shit. mean, Favre won more more big games than Aaron Rodgers ever did, so that's really what matters to me at that they point. They both got one Super Bowl, and 15 years from now, you're going to look at them both and be like, wow, that guy sucked. He only won one Super Bowl. Just throwing that out there. Well, we all know how we feel. Well, okay, we, we can't have that discussion. You know, we all know have feelings about Dan Marino, so I think that that's uh, something we've talked about in the hey, past. It's all, about, it's all about rings and titles with Jason. And according you to Jason, that. it is. That's all, he, that's all he talks about, which is fine. Let's do perspective, though, and let's think about that. Rings are very important. No, I think Eli, Eli Manning sucks. I think he, that guy threw a ton of interceptions in his career. He does Like suck. a total of 244 yeah, picks in his career. I mean that's garbage. That's that's an interception rate of three percent over the course of a sea of a, of a career. And not to mention he got lucky against Tom Brady. Oh yeah, he I got mean, lucky. Yeah, yeah. We, we all know. We all know how that went down, of course. So, uh, well, you guys, we got to go ahead and transition real quick over to some Kansas City Royals discussion. Um, now, obviously, last time we talked with you guys about a week ago. We had this discussion, Jason. You were here actually two weeks ago before you missed the previous one, um, and I, I talked with you. And I was like, "Hey, you guys, every week I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about the Royals? Are they, are they going to be a playoff team?" I said, "85 wins." You guys both originally said they're not going to be a playoff team. Jason, you changed your mind two weeks ago. You said <laughs> that they are a playoff team, and here we are today. And here we no, are today. No, no, no. That's <laughs> I, I remember the topic. That's what you that's said. Bullshit. You changed no. your mind. No, I said that I said from the very beginning they were going to be under 500. Right. But then you came on the show two weeks ago and you, you said, changed your mind. You said, I, I changed my mind. Okay, I'll stick with that. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely sticking with that right now. I mean, I've got them over 500 for the year. Uh, you know, I look at the Royals right now. They're, the bats were on fire to start the season. And the month of May, we all know it's been dog shit right now. But I expect those batting averages to revert back to the mean, especially in June. So 
I don't care how shitty it gets in May, in the month of May, you guys. Like, you, it's just one month. So don't don't take that to the bank. The Royals are going to turn it around, especially with their batting averages. Now, pitching-wise, I'm looking at Brad Keller. I mean, he was supposed to be our ace. He's not definitely not our ace by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. But he has gradually brought that ERA down to a 7.3 run. 7.31. I know that sounds like dog shit, and it is dog shit, but it was a lot higher. So I do expect Brad Keller to get better. Duffy, he's right now at 1.26, and I think Duffy is going to be the ace pretty much all season long, and I don't think he's going to fall apart. I'm going to challenge that. You think Duffy's going to fall apart? No, I think Brady Sr. is going to be your ace. Okay. Over Duffy. I could see that. Well, I could see either one of those guys. Yeah. I could see either one of those guys. and then, But I think the biggest problem right now for me is just the relief pitching. So right now they're shit in the bed. But, I mean, it's that that's going to go up and down all year long, guys. It's only We're only in the month of fucking May. So I don't want to draw any conclusions here and just be like, oh, the Royals fucking suck and all this shit. I'm sticking with my opinion from before which is that they are going to be over 500. I was wrong at the beginning of the year to pick them under 500. And so I, I still have them making the playoffs. Okay. I, that's, that's fair. I, I, uh, May is not a good month. I would say we won't make the playoffs because the way we're playing right now. So I'll give you guys a quick statistics. May is a bad month for the Royals in the past. So 2018, we're 13 and 15. 2019 we went 10 and 18 and last year we did not have a, a may because of the covid the pandemic uh this year so far we are one and nine and it's top nine right now we're losing four and two so possibly being one and ten in may which is not what you want to do on a 10 game losing streak first off that would be horrible to go into may but it could happen i mean we came back in the ninth last uh, yesterday, lost on a walk-off by the Tigers, so that was tough. And then, just a quick recap, 2015, our World Series, 14 and 12. So we weren't even that, that great in May back in 2015 when we won the World Series. So May has always been a struggle month that I as long as I can remember World's Baseball. Okay. Yeah, I, I do want to throw out one more number before you guys continue here, and that is the fact that the longest losing streak of a World Series champion in history is a nine-game losing streak, and that is where the Royals are at right now. That was the 1953 New York Yankees. And so if the Royals win this game, then, you know, you can think whatever you want, but if they lose, it's all over. The nine-game losing streak, for whatever reason, that's the limit. So... That's crazy. So Well, good teams don't lose nine in a row. At the end of the day, it's so not the way it works. So here's the issue, guys, right? <laughs> right? We're, we're on a we're on a almost ten game losing streak here. We uh, we've done this actually all season long. We cannot perform against these good teams. The White Sox, the Indians, uh, you know, those are a couple teams that they are good teams. And they'll develop more and more. Tigers are supposed to be a breath of fresh air. Because they're horrible, and we can't even get that going. This isn't good. This is not good for the Royals. We are hurting in our confidence. We're hurting our swagger. You can see it in the field. Um, it's it's tough. We got to turn something around, and I think it I think it's just going to be a whole mental change. Of, hey, we got to get back to where we were in April, right? Where we can have that confidence, that swagger going in. Hey, we you know we're gonna we're gonna sweep. We're also gonna take pitches. We're gonna be smart in our bats. And then the pitchers, they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out. Matheny is trying right now, and I give him props because he is bringing up guys like Daniel Lynch from the uh, Miners. Uh, they are they are working in new pitchers to see if they can get something going in that bullpen. He's trying to throw start. shit at the wall and see what happens. Hey. Like, you know what I mean? That's all. Because Daniel Lynch, was he ready? Obviously not. No, that I didn't don't work think out. he was ready. But it is you're you're trying you're 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 trying to see hey where are we at now we're obviously in a bad skid. So we're going to try out a few guys. That's fair. I'm cool with that because you got to try something. You can't just sit here with the same thing over and over and over again, right? So, I mean, we're, we're trying stuff. We're, we're, I think we'll get it figured out closer to June. 
I have a feeling that this streak may last a little bit because we get the White Sox out to the Tigers. And our only chance right now is to beat the Tigers tomorrow. If we don't beat the Tigers tomorrow, it's going to be another three, I think it's a four game because then we go to the Twins after that. So where are you guys at as far as are you in or are you out of the playoffs? Oh, I'm out, dude. You're I, out. I, I, I still, I've always been out. Are you out, Mike? I think it's time to change my mind. <laughs> I said this was an 85-win playoff team, and at this point, from what I'm seeing, it doesn't make sense for them to be in the playoffs. I do have a couple of very interesting kind of reminders for you guys, though. Um, this, this streak right here reminds me of the 05 Royals back then. They had a 19-game losing streak back in 2005. Uh, Tony Pena was still the manager at the time. Jose Lima finished that year with a 7 Jose ERA. Terrence, he had a 7 ERA as a starter for this team. Yes. I mean, that's disgusting. Uh, DJ, Car- <laughs> DJ Carrasco had a 4.79 ERA, which was the lowest on the starting staff. I mean, this is disgusting, you guys. Right now, the Royals, right now, their ERA for the entire club is a 4.89. Are you kidding me? That is fourth from the worst in the entire league. That is just above the Tigers, just above the Rockies and Angels right now. But it's getting worse. Like, it's the thing. It's like, we're, we're, we're talking about being ranked that low, but it's trending downwards a lot like all of your cryptos are right now. I um, just think it's funny how you two motherfuckers threw in the towel. Or no, right. I threw in the towel. You threw in the towel. And, and you two guys were, like, all about the Royals at the beginning, and now we've switched places. Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to encourage no. everybody because, it, dude, it's only it, – you go month by month. So in baseball – you go month by month. So the month of May, yeah. So who cares? The Royals shit I'm the still, bed. I'm still hovering. You can't. That has nothing to do with June and July and August. No. No, I'm still hovering in the middle. I don't think we'll be dead last by any means, but I don't think we'll make the playoffs. It's either under 500 no matter what because they're showing their true colors. 16 and 9 to now we're going to be looking at 16 and 19 and then possibly worse as Tanner's saying. Yeah, um, I mean, that's just not good. Good teams don't let that happen. I mean, you just don't. The other teams right now that are in the same situation pitching-wise as the Royals, the team they're, they're playing right now, the Detroit Tigers are 11 and 24 at the moment. Rockies are 12 and 24. And then the Los Angeles Angels are 16 and 19. And the Royals hitting is average right now at best in the league. I mean, they're not a big power team at the moment. Solaire's not getting going yet. Yeah. The batting average is ranked 16th in the entire league, which is doable, but when you have no pitching staff, it's not going to work for you. Um, but we're, we're you know, bringing in guys like, you know, our main guy, Brad Keller, has been shitting the bed all along from the beginning of the season. And then so far, I, I'm not seeing a lot of hope that he's going to turn around, which I think he will. You know, he's going to regress back to or progress back to where he should be, which is closer to that four ERA probably at the end of the day. Yeah. Because obviously that's he's not going to sustain a job in the MLB with where he's pitching lately. Um, but I just think that, you know, the relief pitching has a lot of, lot of work to do, and that is going to be the downfall, like I've said, all year going up to the season along was relief pitching is going to be a problem. So with when you have old guys out there we're trying to recreate, you know, 2015 or something, we're going to bring back Greg Allen and bring back, you know, it, it, and then uh, obviously the other pitcher, Tanner, that was brought back um, from the World Series team, everyone Santana, uh, yeah, he got, you know, he's out there yeah. too fooling around. I'm he like, got, is this some kind of clown show? I mean, are we trying this to pull a Jaguars? Are we this trying to pull a Jaguars and bring back names <laughs> for the sake of selling Tim tickets? Tim Tebow. Bring back Tim Tebow, put him on the on the roster, you know, sell tickets because, ooh, people know who Wade Davis is. Let's go ahead and sell, you know, sell tickets that way. You know, these guys are shitting the bet. It's well, not going to get better. You guys are going to help the Royals because, unknowingly, you're, you're starting to convince me to come to your side. And if I come to your side, that means I'm going to start talking shit on the Royals again, which means they might start winning. That's right. So that's, that's what we need. So, well, it yeah. is the top of the ninth. It's the top of the ninth, one out. They're playing like dog shit. So, the one saving grace, you guys, is that every team in baseball has at least 10 losses right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which tells me, I mean, at least the league is fairly shitty. So, you don't have one team dominating everyone right now. Dude, all I'm saying right now is if they lose this fucking game right now, that, that's 10 games in a row. So, that World Series champion that I told you about earlier, 1953 Yankees that lost nine in a row, yep. that's not going to fucking happen this year if they lose 10 in a row. So, that's game over. Well, we, no one else expected that. I, I, I still would like to see him make the – I'd like to see him make the playoffs. Of course. I mean, if they, can they recreate some Royals and Magic? Can they grow know. some balls? That's, that's the big question. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not happy with it. It's not fun to watch at the moment. Obviously – 
I know I'm different when it comes to my Chiefs, but with the Royals, I'm like, if you're crappy, I don't have fun watching you. If you're if you're good, yeah, I'll watch you. So yes, go ahead and call me a Fairweather fan. But then again, I don't watch any baseball if the Royals are shitty. I just watch a lot of the football highlights more than anything <laughs> in the offseason. So <laughs> obviously, as you guys know, I sat through every year when the when the Chiefs were two and fourteen. And uh, that was not fun at all. Those were the golden years, Mike. Oh, yeah. That's when you find out that you're a true fan. That is. The the years of, you know, Herman, Todd Haley, and Romeo Cornell. I mean, all of that was just glorious. And I watched every minute of every game of those years um, to get to the point where now Andy Reid will not let that happen. So, you know. Yeah, Ro- Romeo Cornell was the worst, but it wasn't his fault. I think it was. You no, know, he lived. Yeah, he was, he the players, the players wanted Romeo to stay so bad after he did, was an intern, basically at that point. Or he, he came in as the as a coach when Todd yeah. Haley was fired. The reason why they wanted him to stay, so they knew Romeo was going to let him stay fat and happy. Oh, you do is don't go to do anything. Don't even go to practice. Go ahead and go out and get drunk. And that's what they did. So. Yeah, uh, they just you know that when I think of Romeo Cornell, I mean he's I just think of the tragedy well, tragedy that happened. It is that's a, why I feel yeah. like that that was the worst situation oh, ever. Of course, yeah, with Javon Belcher, of course. Um, but here's the thing: the Royals now have officially lost ten games as of this no, podcast. No, no, so it is in the scoreboard in the books forever. Ten in a row, sixteen and nineteen is the record. All after right. losing to the Tigers so we're once done. again, not going to so. win the World Series. Nope, it's over. It's, it's over. over. No World Series, you guys. Give up. All right. This reminds me. This this slump reminds me a lot of what we've been seeing in the world of cryptocurrency lately. We're looking at a very bearish trend at the moment. Uh, this is tanking. You guys, I don't know. We've we've talked with you guys about Dogecoin in the past, and we're still firm believers in the Dogecoin. Elon Musk out there coming out and talking about Bitcoin is now no longer accepted as payment for a Tesla. Um, so that's pretty interesting to me. They're in, they're anti. You know, basically. Bitcoin because of some kind of a you know coal mining situation where it just you know creates a lot of energy that way to uh, produce bitcoins. But yeah, this Royals ten loss streak is basically the same as our accounts right now. Across the board, Tanks. our bitcoins, <laughs> on our litecoins, and our Dogecoins, on our Ethereum's even actually Ethereum's still doing fine because luckily they they know what they're doing over there. But yeah, I mean, that's why, I mean, I don't know, what would you guys think of the, well, the, the crypto market? Well, the thing about cryptocurrency is, like, if you're sitting there trying to sell right now, like, you, you misunderstood the whole point. Like, if you get into cryptocurrency at all, you have to hold for the long term, and you, you never sell, you just want to add a little bit of time. It's kind of like a savings account or a retirement account. Uh, I feel sorry for any of you out there that are still putting your money into a, a bank account, a savings account, earning you like 0.15% per year. Put it into cryptocurrencies. I mean, it's the same thing, except you're going to earn a lot more money, money over the long term. But do me a favor. Don't sell your bullshit. I don't care if it's Doge or Bitcoin <laughs> or Ethereum or Cardano or fucking XRP. <laughs> If you're in the top 10, I don't give a fuck what you have. Don't sell your bullshit because that's what they want you to do. You're going to lose your ass if you sell too early. This is a long-term investment, and I want you guys to get serious about this. This is a long-term investment. Cryptocurrency is like investing in the Internet in the fucking 1990s. So you don't want to sell that shit. You want to hold it until you get fucking rich, and then you fucking sell. Well, Well, here's the thing, Jason. People are seeing their accounts go down, and they're freaking out. We live in a very emotional world where people are going to... Here's the thing. You never sell when you're down. Ever sell when you're down. If you're going to sell, sell at least when you're, when you're even. If you're down, guess what? They owe you money. You know, Think of it that way. Just have yeah, that mindset yeah. of that it's going to come back around. It's a matter of time. No point in selling out and making no money or losing money. That's stupid. Sit there, yeah. weather the storms, have, it, have some thick skin about yourself... And be able to deal with the losses that for the moment well, yeah, just gonna, swing back around or buy the dips yeah. as we talked about. I'm gonna tell you this right the fuck now. If you're selling right now, you made a fucking you're, mistake because Bitcoin has been around since fucking 2010, right? Mm-hmm. So I know it has its ups and downs, but overall it's been pretty stable since 2010. That's 11 fucking years. Do you understand so the don't sell your increase bullshit. that's gone up this year? Earlier one year one year ago, Bitcoin was sitting eight thousand dollars a coin. One year ago. Right now, it's at $50,000 for one coin. You know the percent increase that is? That's like 600% increase. You know what I mean? In one year. 
so do you think people back then, if there was a little dip when it was going from 8,000 down to 6,000, everyone shit in their pants? No! You fucking <laughs> stay in the game! <laughs> you stay in the game, and you're going to make your money. But you, you have to think of it as a retirement account. So you got to be fully diversified. But nobody in their right mind ever tries to sell or shit their pants and start selling their retirement about or retirement account. Nobody ever fucking does that. So why would you do that with cryptocurrencies? You know it's going to keep going up mm-hmm. over the next 5, 10, 15 years. This is like investing in the internet back in the 90s. This is a long-term investment. Okay? So if you sell your bullshit right now, you're going to lose your ass. You've got to ride the market. Hey, you guys know this, right? So back in 2008, when the stock market crashed, yeah. a lot of people sold off their shit. And what happened to them? They started eating their own ass yep. because they lost a shitload of money. <laughs> but what happened to the people that stayed in the stock market? They wrote it, and it kept going higher and higher and higher. And you have to do the same thing with cryptocurrencies. So this is like, I, I understand it's a brand new investment for a lot of people, but don't get scared out of the market, okay? Because you can make a lot of money if you just stay in and don't let these big whales that come in and try to drive the price down scare you out of the market because I'm telling you right now, if you're in XRP, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Cardano, Doge, just stay in the top six and ride it all the way to the end, dude. Just stay in it for the next 10 years and you know, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be you guys are all gonna be thanking me. You're laughing, right? You're probably laughing at me over there on YouTube, but what's you will be thanking me 10 years from now because you're going to be shit rich by then. What's that new one, the dog one? Shabo? Shibo? You want to talk about Shiba? Shiba! Yeah. I have nothing to say. I, I have the, you have nothing to say That's a joke, that? Tanner. I'm not talking about Shiba new with you. But I do <laughs> want to say about I do a world-class money-making business. I do want to say one thing. Stocks in general are a transaction from the emotional, impatient people to those who are patient. So... Basically, those people who are, you know, shitting their pants, like I said, right now, being, you know, freaked out by the idea of everything dropping, they're giving the money that they're losing to you in the long run for being a patient person and just, you know, waiting it out that way because it will come back around to you when you sit it out. Hmm. I mean, as long as you, you know, obviously have a good foundation of uh, where you're buying into, not every stock is going to work out because some companies are trash. Yeah, I guess the other thing I would say there is, like, if you're unsure about the market, just educate yourself. So that's 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 true of the stock market. That's true of cryptocurrencies. That's true of anything in life. Just educate yourself. There's plenty of people on YouTube that are happy to share their knowledge about cryptocurrencies. I mean, you can just sit there and watch these experts on YouTube, and they will give you all the knowledge for free. But you just got to educate yourself and, and just try to invest based on uh, how comfortable you are in the markets. But try to be fully diversified in the cryptocurrencies. Okay. Yep, I yeah. agree with that That's 100%, great. Jason. Great points, guys. I know we're getting, we're getting on, on a lot of crypto talk lately, you guys. But, you know, I think it's healthy for everyone to understand the future of the world. So Elon would approve, I think. <laughs> Elon approval. Unless you said Bitcoin. He's not going to approve of that. So, <laughs> Well, you guys, uh, obviously, we have, we have one more thing we need to discuss here for a few minutes. Um, I know you guys need to get your uh, Lakers AD talk out of the way and what's going on in the world of the NBA. In our last show, you guys heard us talk quite a bit about uh, the NBA and the play-in tourney and how that's going to affect things and what we think about that being used year in, year, year, in, year out. So um, obviously there's a lot going on right now here towards the end of the regular season of the NBA. Uh, so Tanner, I want you to go ahead and hear your input on what's going on with the Lakers because I think you have some interesting takes here. Well, real quick here, the Lakers are sitting LeBron and AD tonight, uh, and they're prioritizing health as the reason, as they should, because why would you bother trying to play these guys? You're already going to play in the playing tournament. I don't think you're going to get out of it, so you might as well make sure guys are ready to be played. Make sure LeBron is healthy because that's what you need to be able to get back to the finals. That's what LeBron does. So you got that going on. Um, and then kind of looking ahead at their remaining schedule here, they got one game, or I guess it's just the Rockets, isn't it? Isn't tonight the last? It's yeah, not I mean, it's May, May, May 22nd is when the playoffs Oh, wait, sorry. ESPN sucks at their website. 
A shocker, right? So they have Houston tonight and then uh, Indiana and New Orleans uh, to wrap it up. So we'll see exactly what happens there. Um, so the, they obviously don't have a tough schedule, so LeBron could actually sit out until the tournament starts. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got to sit out. I mean, why, why start? Why start any of those two, AD or LeBron, when when you have these opponents coming up? Well, I mean, if you're sitting there in a playing situation, normally I would agree with you, you know, because you can use that first round as sort of a an opportunity to shake off the rust. But they don't they don't necessarily have that luxury this time. No. So if you're sitting there and you're you're saying to yourself, "Oh my gosh, I got to play in a play-in scenario." You, you've got to fucking get some minutes in there. But I believe the question at hand, Tanner, that we had talked about was, can Anthony Davis carry Ooh. the Los Angeles Lakers? So you're telling me LeBron James. Not all the way to the title, no. but can he carry them at least through the play-on scenario and possibly into the first and second so round? I, I stand by what I said probably about six or eight episodes ago when you and I were talking about this between Ben Simmons and A.D., uh, and I said Ben Simmons would carry that team better than AD would. I don't think AD is going to carry it. I really don't think AD can be the guy to carry it. He had a great game against Denver, who is a playoff team, a great team. Uh, but he has, I mean, he's too injury prone right now, being hurt all year. And the guy doesn't perform really well when he's by himself. He honestly doesn't. So he needs that other half there, and that can be whether that's uh, LeBron, right? LeBron's the main guy that he needs there. He takes the pressure off of that. Uh, you know, you, you just don't have a solid playmaker with AD. So I, I don't, I'd say no. I'd say AD cannot carry the Lakers if it was up to him by himself. Yeah, and I, I, I'm glad you brought up that last argument that we had because, I mean, I think if both guys were healthy, if I'm comparing a Ben Simmons right now to an Anthony Davis right now at age 28 – I mean, Anthony Davis is in his prime. So yeah. if they're both healthy, I'll take Anthony Davis all day long. But that's the problem. He's never been able to stay healthy. He's not healthy. And so that's the reason why I always take Ben Simmons over a guy like A.D. I mean, Anthony Davis is 28 years old. I mean, can you imagine what's going to happen to that guy when he turns 30? If you thought he was an injured bum all these years, what's going to happen he, when he turns 30? He struggled with the uh, with New Orleans, staying healthy there. And now he's struggling with the Lakers, and he's not even the main guy at the Lakers. Like, you're not, you gotta be on the court. You gotta be on the court more. I don't know what that means in the offseason. I don't know what that means you gotta change. But you gotta go to Tom Brady and maybe do what he's doing, because obviously something needs to change for that guy. Yeah, I mean, just looking long term here, I mean, Anthony Davis was supposed to be the future of the franchise after LeBron James leaves, and like that—that that shit's not going to happen, dude. <laughs> I don't like, see that. I mean, I understand he's been injured this year, but right now he's shooting fucking twenty-seven percent from three-point range, forty-nine uh, percent field goal percentage, which is not that great for a seven-footer. Seventy-three percent from free throw. He's averaging twenty-two and eight. I mean. I don't think a guy that's 22 and 8 average for a season is going to lead their team in anything. And I don't care if you're talking about Eastern Conference, Western Conference. I don't give a shit what you're talking about. Without LeBron James, I've got a list of teams here. And so if you don't have LeBron uh, and all you have is AD, they're not beating Denver. They're not beating Phoenix. They're sure as fuck not beating the Clippers. Um, they might beat Utah. If Donovan Mitchell if Donovan doesn't out. come back from that ankle injury 100%. And then I'm looking in terms of, you know, uh, if LeBron does come back, let's just say hypothetically Le- LeBron James is at 80%. You're, you can basically, if LeBron is 80%, you can beat everybody in the West except for the Clippers. <laughs> so LeBron James, I mean, dude, and I feel bad about this because because I you guys know me. I want LeBron. I want all these motherfuckers to be 100%. Correct. But if LeBron is not 100%, dude, I mean it's game over. I mean I'm going. I'm taking the Clippers to the bank. I mean just because of that Clippers roster that I talked about earlier. But I, think- I mean AD. The whole point is that AD is not going. 
They're, he's, he's not, not going to lead team. anybody. He's not going to carry your team. It doesn't no. matter if you're the Lakers, the Nets. It don't matter who you are. AD is not the guy that everybody thinks that's going to carry your team. You're going to need somebody like a Kevin Durant to, to maybe uh, partner with him or LeBron James or somebody else that has a high-profile big talent. Because AD, he's a great player. He's a solid guy down low, but you got to have somebody else there to help him out because he, as we saw in New Orleans, he can't carry this team. Isn't he injured all the time anyway? He is. I mean, that seems to be an issue alone. So we're talking about AD and the Lakers. It's like, is AD even going to be there when it comes crunch time in June and July? That's that's the scary part. That's exactly why I say why why even start. If you're you're three games coming up here, it's Houston, Indiana, and New Orleans, why, why start yeah, and, and that's why, you I mean, when, when you're looking at the play-in situation, it doesn't matter this year, guys, because, I mean, if, if you got an injury-prone guy like Anthony Davis, you've got a 35-year-old LeBron James who, all of a sudden, he was healthy his whole career, but he got injured last year. Now he got injured this year, and, you know, that, that was a debate, I think, two or three years ago, is LeBron James washed. And I think at this point, you know, for if you're expecting for LeBron James to produce what well, we've all expected him to produce over mm-hmm. his entire career, in terms of that, he is absolutely washed. And I think he, they have no other choice. These guys have to sit as long as they can sit. And I, I think the Lakers are in trouble. I mean, if they get through the play-in situation into the first and second round. I mean, more power to him. I would love to see it, but I, I think they have some issues here. I think LeBron James is totally washed. He was not the same player um, when he tried to play those two games uh, coming off of that ankle injury. It's a high ankle sprain. He's certainly never had that before in his career. He's never been injured at all, no. I don't think, in his career. And it's just like... I can't recall the last... Outside the at, at his age, it, it's kind of like, you know, the Lakers have a problem right now. And, you know, I don't want to see LeBron go down like that. Hopefully, maybe he can come back strong next year. But I, I think that we're starting to see the, the beginning of the end for LeBron James, as much as it pains me to say kinda, that. Kind of like we saw Kobe. And, I mean, to tell you, I mean, there, there's no way. I mean, at the beginning of the year, I was telling you guys, it's going to be Lakers and Nets. No problem. If everybody's healthy. And I said that the Nets would win. But now we don't know who's healthy. And that's that's what I hate. I told you guys about this earlier. That's what I hate the most about this NBA season is that everybody's injured. I mean, so many key players are injured right now. And so anything can happen. But I'm saying the Lakers are done at this point. Yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. I like I said, I I think on the last episode I said that if LeBron comes back full, like even if it's eighty, I'll even take eighty. Uh, I think he comes back and he, he goes back to the finals, but they can't do it with eighty. Well, he's gonna need an injury, some sort of an injury on the L.A. Clippers because that roster is way too deep. For him to fucking play 80% with an AD who's probably going to get injured anyway. So, so do you think that, uh, real quick here, do you think the Clippers are going to choke? Are they going to choke like they did last year? No, dude, that was a bubble situation. I don't put any <laughs> stock into that. And now I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that I'm a big believer in Paul George. Or what do they call him now? Playoff P? Playoff Is P. that what he calls himself? <laughs> Playoff P? I call him PG-13 because he never cusses like I do on this show. Hey, in PG-13, uh, forbid, you get one fuck per, uh, per movie. Right. So you get one fuck, no more fucks after that. Otherwise, you're rated R. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm just... We're past that. <laughs> okay. I, I, I just... We say... Say fuck two more times, it's 46 fucks in this fucked up rhyme. So that's what Limp Biscuit said back in the day. Yeah, well, just to be clear, Brian Price is my favorite baseball manager of all time. You guys can look that up on YouTube. But that's neither here nor there. My point is is that when Paul George never had a guy like Kawhi Leonard on his team. So Paul George is the number two guy. So Paul, Paul George, Paul George, his whole fucking career has played the top dog until he played with Kawhi Leonard, and now he's playing second fiddle. And so I don't put any stock into last year because it was COVID-19. None of those fucking guys wanted to be in the fucking bubble. 
I mean, LeBron James and the Lakers, they were the only ones that seemed like they wanted to be there. The Milwaukee Bucks tucked their tail between their dongs and ran away. I mean, it's just like nobody wanted to be there. I don't put any stock into last year. The Clippers played like shit, and they should get full credit for that. But I, I'm, not ex- I'm not necessarily expecting the same result this year. And I think the Clippers, when you look at it from their perspective, they have everything to prove. Like, they shit the bed last year. Yeah. And I don't care if they were in a bubble or not in the bubble. They shit the bed, so they have everything to prove. And I'm a firm believer in Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I know he hosed my San Antonio Spurs back in the day, but I never stopped liking the guy because he's an elite talent, probably the best two-way player in the NBA, plays both sides of the floor, you know, kind of like LeBron James used to do back in the day when he was young in his late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love these guys that play both ends of the floor, right? Like Michael Jordan. Because you're big talks defense, you know. Kobe Bryant. Both of those guys, they played both that. sides of the floor back in the day. And so you got two guys like that on the Clippers. I mean, they, they've got a chance this year. I mean, fucking throw them in the NBA Finals right now if you want to. I'm throwing them in there. Western Conference Finals, they're going to win. And they're going to face the Brooklyn Nets. They're not going to beat the Nets unless somebody gets injured. Hey, well, only time can tell. Only time can tell to see exactly what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys, Jason, you are the NBA uh, expert of our show, obviously. So It's not that I'm so much an expert. It's just like I love watching the game. Like, I love the sport. I loved it since I was yeah. fucking seven years old. Yeah. And so, You're like me with NFL and, or football. And oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, we're like the same thing, but just different spectrums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. That's a good Tanner's balance. more, Tanner's more evenly spread I'm out. Even spread Tanner, out. Tanner's like, he loves baseball. He loves, I love a little bit of everything. He loves football. He loves basketball. College. He loves all that. So, uh, one of these days, we're going to get some UFC bullshit on here. Uh, and well, I did be, talk NASCAR. We can be we more can well-rounded, right? <laughs> I did want to be well-rounded. Well, right. It, well, there's so, certain niches we should probably stick to. Um, obviously, when we have a fight come up sometime in June between a YouTuber and some other goofy guy, we can maybe talk about that at some point. But um, Well, I, you know, I guarantee you when, Flo- when fucking Floyd Mayweather fights, I'm a big Floyd Mayweather fan, which, so, like, yeah. I, as you guys know, I'm the minority, right? I'm a supreme minority when it comes to Floyd Mayweather because I'm, like, the only motherfucker I know that actually likes the guy, but... When that fight comes up, we're going to have a debate about well, Floyd well, we Mayweather. Talk. I'm looking forward to that, actually. That, that's going to be great. That's actually, when is that? Sometime in the summer, right? Oh, yeah. It's uh, June. Yeah, sometime in June, June I believe. July. Yeah, I think it's in the late June. I think it's June. If I remember correctly. So we'll have to talk about that on a show coming up sometime in the future. Um, but uh, those of you out there have been following along the whole time. Thank you so much for listening in once again. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, obviously. Uh, we try to be interactive with you guys as much as possible. Um, anytime you guys have a question or a thought, especially when it comes to football, the Chiefs, or in other situations, NBA references, um, or, or even for that matter, Royals, uh, we would love to interact with you guys, even give you a shout-out on the show. We would love to uh, interact with you guys in that way and get more people involved in our discussions with us. It's a lot of fun to do. Um, but I guess uh, you know, with that said, you guys, Thank you so much for following along, and I will see you all on the next one. All right, guys. Peace out. JG. See you guys.